Welcome to Have the Edge podcast for business leaders and entrepreneurs. Every week we share content to add value to you and your business. Today we will discuss a topic that you do not want to miss. Your hosts today are experienced coaches, speakers and trainers from Have the Edge. Please check out business services we offer by visiting www.havetheedge.org. Are you an entrepreneur? Visit our website to subscribe to Entrepreneur Space. So everyone, thank you so much for joining me on this lovely, beautiful Saturday here in Jersey. The sun is coming out. It's becoming nice and sunny, so hopefully we're set for a nice rest of the Saturday. Uh, thank you so much for joining me, uh, Rick, Alejandro and Monjotti. And what we decided to discuss today, which is quite controversial, and I hope you will join in the discussion, is actually let's talk about discrimination. There's a lot of things happening in the world at the moment, you know, (laughs) Black Lives Matter movement, uh, particularly in the United States. It's also happening in the UK on a lower scale, but it is happening. So we thought it would be a good subject to pick up and discuss. So I'm actually going to go to Monjoti first and foremost. Hey, Monjoti. Hi, Anna. Thank you so much. This is such an interesting yet, I guess, little bit of a controversial topic. And, you know, more than me talking about it, I'm, I'm here to listen to you guys, you know, different viewpoints and probably also, you know, uh, address the questions that people throw at us, if at all. So I think... Um, Discrimination, I wanna I wanna paint an overall picture. So discrimination I think is based on uh you know dividing uh, sections of people uh based on a first level interpretation. You know, it's just based on one uh, projection of how people appear, right? It's it, if it's caste based like color or something like that. So it's 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 not a complete picture, it's most mostly uh uh stems from first level interpretation or uh, the biases or preconceived notions or accumulative conditioning of the culture. So we are basically entangled in so many layers of uh, interpretation, which is not complete. And that leads to this, uh, uh, you know, dividing based on this or that, you know, this is why this is black, uh, male or female. So yeah. I think what we have to do is what, what are we getting out of this? You know, what, what's, what's the end goal? Do we want to settle for this temporary satisfaction being of being superior, you know, based on this perceived differences, which is very first level, or we want to step back and work on a greater sense of harmony mm-hmm. because we are all human beings and we are one way or another, we are all cut from the same cloth. So do we want to work towards greater harmony based on who we are at a very fundamental level, or we want to like, uh, you know, get to a very low level and just observe the perceived reality and, you know, uh, the entanglement of what's going on in the world and things like that. So it's basically stripping off the layers that's going on around you and then stepping back and saying that, what, what do I really want? Do I want love, peace, harmony, and greater sense of uh, uh, overall holistic uh, benefit for humankind? Or do I want to be superior for, on a momentary basis? based on caste or creed or color or things like that. So I think that is required primarily because even though that feels like I am uh, doing something which is uh, maybe seems unfair on the face of it. But if you step back and really look at the overall picture, it's actually something that is going to serve me really well in the long run because that leads to peace and harmony. That's one interpretation. So it could be unfair, but it's going to serve you in one way or another. But is that then ecological? Uh, you know, for you to say that it could be unfair, but it could benefit you in some way. So what do you mean by that? Because that's quite a controversial thing to say. I mean, unfair, uh, because you do discrimination, you engage in discrimination because you want things to be fair or you want things to go well for you. But that could only be for the moment. But once you step back and you actually say, you know what, let's harmonize the whole thing. Let's also give, uh, let's also be fair to the other party. Let's just work out something which is like, based on a common ground, you know, uh, fundamentals of human nature, then that might seem like, oh, no, I'm, I'm letting go of what's mine. You know, I'm letting go of my share. Yeah. Uh, but when you step back and when you look at the overall picture, actually, it will serve you because it works for a greater good, uh, greater sense of harmony. And I'm painting in a world picture. I don't want to get to the specifics. I think you guys have specifics to talk about. Talk about. Let's, but, let's but bring that on. 
Monjoti, one, 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 one thing I want to I want to say when yeah. when we start talking about um, uh, discrimination, um, yeah. let me let me just let me just share with you uh, a definition. I mean that I uh, that that I saw. Uh, discrimination is the treatment or the consideration of people based on class or a category, and we can yeah. discriminate based on uh, race or gender or um, rather individual merit of a person. Um, yeah. But it's, it's just the, and, and I'm going to um, piggyback on what you said about unfair, yeah. is the unfair yeah. treatment of a person um, yeah. uh, based on prejudice. But the question is this, when we talk about discrimination, yeah. where where is, the the, the the primary root of discrimination. And I truly believe that discrimination, in my opinion, uh, begins at home. It begins as, 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 as you begin to grow up and develop, it depends in what environment you are being brought up because there are homes that are very, very discriminatory. And just yeah. because of parents or, or other family members, it says, okay, uh, the, 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 you want to go and play? Well, don't play with such and such and, and stay away from such and such. And so they begin to begin discriminating at that very primary level and say, when you grow up like that, then you develop into an adult that doesn't have a fair picture of the world, but it has a very discriminatory picture of the world. And yeah. so uh, Blacks on one side, Asians on the other side, uh, religious people on the other side, if they're not on, uh, from my religion, I don't want to listen. And that's, I think, is where the problems begin. I couldn't agree yeah. more with you, Alejandro, you know, and it doesn't have to be as direct as saying, don't go and play with that person. It's remarks, it's remarks how parents could be watching something on TV and they start remarking or sharing stories in front of their children that will yeah. inadvertently, indirectly, perhaps even will influence their judgment. So I would say certainly with any kind of uh, discrimination, be it based on gender, on race, anything is taught at home or it's taught at school. Or it's taught in religious institutions because between religious religions yes we're trying to be inclusive and everything a lot of divide is caused between the religious you know when it comes religions when it comes to marriages when it comes to uh, parents discussing different religions in a very negative way in front of their children they get influenced from not just home but the religious uh, like churches for example or mosques going there listening to what the adults are saying but just being in those different environments they definitely learn that way it's definitely got to be taught by the environment rick what do you think oh, i agree with everything that's been said and i would say it's it's cultural as well uh it could be people yeah. of uh essentially the same race and it could be the same religion but they could have different uh, cultural values that's uh right. we see that a lot in uh, in the middle east for example there, there's a whole it's it's essentially an, an Arabian group of people who within each of those Arab countries have completely different viewpoints about how they uh, how they approach life and approach the world. Uh, yeah. For the most part, they're all Islamic. Yeah. And yet they still have these uh, these very big cultural differences between them that they manage to work through. But it's it's uh, cultural as well. Yeah, you, you know, I, I, I remember one thing. Um, I remember um, that, that that was um, some years ago uh, that um, I used to be part of um, uh, the church. I mean, I, I used to go to church, um, and um, even even within within the church, within the Christian church, um, I have to say, and I don't have anything. Um, well, I don't have anything against. Um, um, I mean, uh, church or church goers. Um, I know that some, 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 some of us. I know that Rick um, um, is. Uh, I mean, he he has um, 
um, I would say, Christian values, I mean, in him. So, um, but even within the church, I can see that you, you could notice some level of discrimination. I mean, a place where you would say there shouldn't be any discrimination at all. I mean, because a church should be a place where is very accepting of anybody. But uh, let, let me ask you a question, uh, and I want all, all your opinions. How would you feel if you have a church uh, and a homosexual comes in and wants to be part of the church. I mean, in some churches, uh, they would welcome that person. In some of the churches, it would cause incredible chaos because, of course, I mean, um, uh, being homosexual is not in line with what the church believes. So what what are we going to do? I mean, are we going to accept are we going to not accept and say, hey, listen, this is not a place for you. Go somewhere else. So what 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 should be the attitude? That's a superb question. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah that's a very interesting question. Sorry to jump in. No, um, I think there are preconceived notions about what's right and what's wrong. For example, homosexuals being wrong and heterosexuals being right. These are our rules, but these are human created rules. But does it really make sense? Is it truly the case? Can we really step back and see it in, in the form of different forms of individuals expressing they, themselves in their own way? And they have no control over something like that. So that is the truth. So uh, the solution to discrimination is actually getting deconstructing the truth. Uh, because the truth of the matter is that we are all human beings. We are all creatures of God or universe or nature, or whatever you believe in which means we all are unique in our own individual ways that can seem weird, but weird with respect to what? Weird with respect to some of the rules, mm. which, which are created by no one but us. Can we really step back and look into the rules from a larger uh, framework, right? So in this case, he's a human being who has his own individual way of expressing uh, his individuality, and he cannot do anything about it. That's the truth. So embrace that individuality. Of course, we are different, but we are going to embrace you into our cultures because we, we share the same underlying human values mm. uh, of love and compassion and whatever being being coming from the same source. I mean, I'm getting a bit spiritual and esoteric, but just <laughs> saying whatever comes out. So I think that's um, you have to move towards the truth, deconstruct the truth versus, oh, my God, this 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 doesn't this doesn't uh, go according to the rules of the society. All right. What are the rules? Is that complete? Even though these rules are uh, followed consistently across generations and has always been followed, that does not mean that they are completely, thoroughly, completely valid. Right. But there are, there are, there is more to it. So I think we have to uh, look for more ways to expand our understanding of the truth. When you expand, you'll mostly find that you'll be able to embrace so many differences as part of the same umbrella because your um, concept of umbrella has broadened so i, will, I think um, that's you know what i will say as well sorry Monjot, i've interrupted you uh, no i will problem. say that just listening to you guys having a conversation it's very evident that we are not past discrimination be it comes to, when it comes to church or the business or kindergarten you know it's very evident we're still i've got a long journey to to go in all different areas, be it cultural, be it gender divisive, be it whatever. Certainly, from my perspective, I have experienced, I've seen uh, and I've experienced discrimination before based on my gender. Uh, and I mean, it's real and it's out there. And uh, just have a look at a gender pay gap. It's still there. It should not be there in this day and age. It should be gone by now. Um, women who are of childbearing age, they're still being discriminated against when it comes to them getting a job because they would rather have a bloke uh, who is obviously not able to bear, to bear the children to go and get the more permanent position. That shouldn't be happening. Apple opened its new offices. Don't ask me where exactly. But you know what they had? They had fantastic facilities. They had billiard tables. They had chill-out rooms. Um, they had cinema like rooms and team bonding rooms. They had all of that amazing stuff happening there. 
really awesome. What they should have had is nursery in there. But they didn't have that because the whole world, the whole new beautiful office was targeted towards men. You know, and that's very telling. So our culture still has got a long way to go when it comes to actually stopping the gender pay gap, stopping the discrimination when it comes to women of childbearing age and starting actually physically doing something to show that uh, they are not just supporting the blokes who will play billiard during the break times and have a chat at the coffee machine, but they will support women as well. Because if you can invest that amount of money in those facilities, certainly you can invest some money into having facilities, providing support to women of childbearing age when they do have children. Uh, so I thought when I've read that and I looked into those facilities, I thought that was so telling of how much more we have to do to overcome the certainly the, the, the gender division there. Uh, but I will actually go to Rick. Hey, Rick, are you still away? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so what are, what are your thoughts? Have you ever experienced any kind of discrimination? Have you witnessed it happening? So I've given you my take on the gender discrimination because I have experienced it and I have seen it and it's rife out there. You don't have to dig far to actually have the evidence of it. Just look at the pay gap, you know, start there and there will be more things that will crawl out from, from under the stone. But, but what's your take? Well, it's interesting you say that. I was I was a, a young boy in the middle of the um, uh, the race riots in the U.S. in the 1960s. Uh, now it didn't really hit my town, but it hit uh, some cities that were very close to yeah. where I lived. So we we uh, we heard about the the burning cities and the and the unrest and the rioting in the streets and and all of that stuff we would see it on the news every night and here i was just pretty young myself but still affected by all that uh, and i think what it really comes down to more than anything is is our comfort zone we tend to be with those that are like us and even when we don't mean to discriminate it comes across as discrimination and when we behave in that way long enough, we stay in that comfort zone long enough, it's not long before we actually start to uh, overtly discriminate. Mm. So have I experienced it personally? I have not experienced it personally, but I have seen it all around me. I shared with some of you uh, a video clip of a, of a, a commercial, a public service commercial public service announcement that was yes. that was very big in new york city when i was growing up and it's uh, it's a bunch of children of all races of all colors of all nationalities playing on a playground on monkey bars on, on riding tricycles and just playing ball having a, a great time with each other yeah. and in the background was a song from uh, from the, the the play south pacific you have to be taught to hate and fear and that really resonated with me, even being as young as I was back then, I realized, you know, that's true. And, and there is no reason to to have those those discriminatory feelings based on a person's uh, physical appearance. Yeah. Now, do we discriminate? We discriminate all the time. And discrimination is not always a bad thing. It's a bad thing when it's, it's unjustified, as Manjati said early on, when it's based on a very limited understanding. I mean, if we're going to hire somebody for a job, we want the best person for a job, which means in some way a discrimination between candidates. But it's a discrimination based on, on abilities, based on fit, based on maybe chemistry. It's not based on those, those uh, exterior things that uh, should not disqualify a person for consideration. Well, but yeah. the, yes, and, and, the, the, and the other thing is this, as I was listening, I mean, to Rick, it just came to mind. Um, I think that we are pretty much, I mean, this this group, uh, we are in the uh, leadership, in the personal growth and development uh, kind of a uh, industry. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm just going to bring uh, perhaps um, uh, a statement uh, or a quote uh, by Jim Ron. And I know that all of you have heard that. It says, we are the average of the five people that we spend most of our time with. Or um, if, I mean, in my case, um, uh, I, I guess I tend to uh, live my life in a certain frequency and I tend to attract to me and to my life journey people who 
are at that energy level, at that frequency. Um, um, I yes, I don't normally attract people who are um, um, like uh, I don't know, living under a bridge, or 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 who or who don't have any aspirations. I mean, for anything in life. Now, and and I don't. I, I have to be very honest with all of you. I don't want to associate myself with those people, and I I'm going to say it very loud. Now, would that qualify me as am I discriminating? Um, or uh, and I don't think so. So as as Rick was saying, and I totally agree with what you yeah. said, Rick. We are discriminating pretty much every day and all the time because we want to make a distinction of the people that we want to have in our circle of influence. And not everybody qualifies to be in our circle of influence. And I don't think that for some people that could be discrimination. I guess for me, it is not discrimination. For me is, um, I want to be with people who can elevate me and not diminish me and bring it bring me down. Mm. Well, let me add to that, if I may, and, and I agree with what you say, and that is not to diminish the value and the contribution of that person. That person is still of in incredibly high value and worth, even if they're not aligned with your purpose might be, my purpose might be, what our goals might be. They still deserve to be heard. They deserve to be treated with respect and, and they deserve our, our love and attention. I think that we should list, we, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sorry Anna. Go ahead, go ahead. Um, I, I, I think that we should we should respect everyone because every single human being has intrinsic value as a human being. And we should be, I mean, we should have the, I guess, the humility um, to uh, hear everybody's opinion. However, we don't have to accept everybody's opinion. I think this is a subject uh, of where we draw the line. When is it acceptable to discriminate and exclude people out of our circle and when it's not? And I suppose definitely for me, the undercurrent here is making informed decisions rather than based on the color or the culture as a general rule. So getting to know the person and then deciding whether you want to work together, whether you want to associate with that person, etc., etc. Now, it was really interesting what you said about uh, people living under the bridge because in essence that breaches that principle because you don't get to know them But you're already judging them and you wouldn't want to associate them and the same comes It's the same in racism because of a certain skin color You don't even get to know the pe the person but you already made a prejudice. You already have a prejudice about that person Maybe they're super famous uh, a singer that's living under the bridge who would elevate you 10 stories and they have been conned out of all of their money but because they are under the bridge you are discriminating them based on where they are and you are not giving them a chance you're not you're not actually making an informed decision about that person and whether they are able to elevate you or not so is it is do we draw the line when we actually say we make informed decisions about that person as opposed to where they live, their culture, their religion, or their skin color, or their gender? I think uh, you, you guys brought out a very interesting thing because we have different perceptions of discrimination, right? Because we have these divisions. And I think to a certain extent, divisions are necessary because people with similar values and frequencies need to come together so that they can work towards a unified vision. And that is necessary for the collective functioning. But uh, I think discrimination uh, in the sense that we want to discuss today is when we take the differences too far. Meaning we take the differences and we start interfering with the fundamental uh, rights of existence of some individual. I mean, if, if, if I say I'm different from that person, yeah. but I'm, I'm not interfering with their life in any way. They live their own life. I live their own life. You have your own you know stuff going on at my own stuff it's i think that's okay that's healthy because we need to do that at some level as well because i'm working towards my unified vision with frequency of my kind of people so 
that is fine but when i go and poke that person you know what you know what you are not worthy of that i am worthy of that because i am color 1 you are color 2 or i am caste 1 you are caste 2 then you take it too far and that's when it's a problem i think what, i mean i think uh, there is a fine line it's yeah. not like yeah, we are on human race and we are all together collectively doing everything together i think there has to be some level of discipline in terms of categorically uh, bringing similar people together in groups yeah. so that we work towards unified vision but uh, we do not take that too far mm. right we do not take that too far we do, we do not interfere we do not disrespect another people from another class right i think uh, that's where we have to draw the line because division is necessary you know because we need to collectively come together based on certain skill sets that's the way we function uh, but that does not mean that people in 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 that category oh they are bad they are good or we don't know you know it's like a playground so, you know uh, reminded me what you were saying it's like kids in the playground you know they discriminate against one another. they get together in groups and they discriminate based on personality styles and we call it bullying you know <laughs> but really they discriminate against certain qualities that, that the child has or because he's from a certain family so to a certain level i think yes we're taught to discriminate from childhood uh, when it comes to particular criteria like skin color or gender whatever else it might be um, but actually, to a certain degree, we have that within us already, that um, it's almost like uh, we are born with it to, to form groups and to exclude other people that do not necessarily align with our frequency. So I think there is a bit of both, just thinking about the playground here, you know, nobody taught anybody to really bully in most cases, you know. I don't know. What I think uh, uh, no. I want to add something on that, uh, just yeah. just for a minute or two. Uh, so when it comes to child, when he bullies, uh, the reason he bullies is because he's going after a false sense of superiority, which is quick and instant. He doesn't have the inter, you know, a bigger picture and the bigger understanding of how he can be superior, which is basically working hard, serving people. Right? That broadens as you grow up, but as a child, it's like okay. I, I, I put him down, I beat him up, he's inferior, I'm superior, game over, I win. So that's the way child thinks. So I think as a child, and also it, all, it might also stem from his own level of insecurity and the fact that they live in, in a void, lack of self-worth, right? Mm. And since they are not able to find a coherent and solid way to get that self-worth or the love that they might be missing in the family, they look for quick fixes in their environment, which is... Mm. I lack love, I lack, I, I feel that I don't belong because they're parents or whatever. So I'm going to fill myself up by beating that child. So it stems from their insecurity, their self-worth and also a very top level interpretation of superiority, right? I mean, if I want to be superior, I just beat you, you fall down, I'm superior, inferior, first level. Bigger level, I work hard, I build a vision, I help people, which That's really interesting. That's really interesting, but I mean, none of us are child psychologists. And we're getting yeah. so deep into where the discrimination <laughs> stems from. So I just want to kind yeah. of move up to a little bit more superficial level. Let's take the discrimination yeah. to businesses. Um, mm. Did you see any experiences? Did you have any experiences? Did you experience, uh, you know, where you perhaps witnessed discrimination or were discriminated against? Against and also within the business that you are in right now, um, you know, has there been any measures? That were put in place when it comes to diversity and inclusion has there been any improvement um in 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 that area well i i have not personally um been um uh, discriminated uh upon but um i, I can tell you that um i worked in in some uh, companies that um uh, in some cases, I mean, it was um, quite visible um, the fact that some people were not uh, given uh, opportunities um, as as frequently um, as as other employees were, uh, and so that is. Uh, I mean, discrimination can start very subtle, um, but then if if not dealt with um, it can be it can be a, a place uh, that um, that you can you can say um, it, it can get out of control uh, now here in the US um, there is um, within within the government there is um, 
uh, a place that is the U.S. Equal, Opportun Equal Employment Opportunity Commission that deals with um, discrimination. And if you feel that you are discriminated upon, I mean, you can you can present um, a complaint and so forth, and 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 people look. I mean, so it's uh, it's it's quite um, it's quite a serious offense uh, offense. Uh, offense um, discriminating based on race or or sexual orientation or uh, whatever I mean whatever I mean whether you I mean you, yeah. you I mean you are a male or female but um, uh, what about in other parts of the world I mean when it comes to um, uh, preventing discrimination in businesses I mean do do you do you have perhaps in the UK or even in uh, in Abu Dhabi or in India? I mean, organizations that prevent uh, discrimination in uh, businesses. Well, there is such a place I think, uh, called Customers Advice, uh, um, Citizens Advice Bureau that people go uh, often if if they were dismissed from the job role uh, based on uh, you know were treated unfairly based on perhaps gender or. Um, you know, the skin color, whatever. So most of the people in the UK would probably go there as a first call. Here in Jersey, I don't know, we've only just moved to Jersey at the end of the last year, so I'm sure they will have something different here uh, because they do have the diversity and inclusion movement and they do have movement towards addressing mental health and re removing stigma. So I'm sure they will have something for that as well. How about, how about UAE, Rid? Because I lived in Dubai for a couple of years and I, I have to say, from my own experience, and I haven't been in, lived in Abu Dhabi, I actually lived in Dubai, um, that uh, they definitely need a lot of work to do, in my experience, from what I've seen when it comes to discrimination. What, have you, what, are, what is your take? What are your, your views? Do you have anywhere to go? If you yeah, well, I would say, it, compared to what we would call Western standards, yes. Compared to Middle East standards, Maybe not. Maybe they're right where they want to be and it's working well for them. Here's what I have seen. I have seen where there is, is great opportunity for diversity of participation in business. There is not great diversity in opportunities to achieve more ah. in business. So uh, there, there are large national movements. I can only speak for the UAE. I'm sure it's in other countries as well. Yeah. Uh, South Africa comes to mind or several years ago, right after apartheid, uh, there, there was a strong sense that the native people should get the better jobs. It's their country. How do you argue yeah. with that? In, in many cases, the native people are not the most qualified people, at least maybe not yet. That's so, right. Uh, in South Africa, that was not the case, and, and uh, I'm going to be speaking about things that I don't know well enough, and I probably shouldn't speak about it, but my understanding is that it was a bit chaotic for a while until the, the people that they put in those positions really did come up to speed and learn the job. They didn't know it at first. They had to learn it as they went, and that causes a bit of chaos. Yeah. And, and here I would say uh, what they're doing is in the UAE, the goal is, particularly in Abu Dhabi, the goal is to to uh, staff the great jobs of the Emiratis, but yeah. they are preparing those Emiratis for those positions. And until then, they've got expatriates here to help with that. Uh, the long-term goal is to get rid of us expatriates, get yes. them back out so that the Emiratis can have those jobs and creating opportunities for their own people. Yeah. Uh, that's hard to say no to. I mean is it discrimination yes uh is it is it done with a sense of, of dignity I, I think so they're they're valuing the expatriates for what they can offer and yet they have a clear vision that they want their people to have the opportunities to get hmm. these jobs yeah and it, it, yeah absolutely and it, it is a form of discrimination from the western standards point of view as you've said um, and I've, I've observed very, very similar situation. I mean, you can't even get residency. Well, when I lived there, you can't get residency if you are an expat. You know, there is no way because the residents are only local people. Basically, you, if you want to dedicate your working life to working in, in here in UAE, that's great. But when you get to that age when you need a pension, we would like you to go home. 
<laughs> you know, which is not particularly right. fair. And what I will say, I'll actually share an experience with you. It's, and it happens every day to, to white expats. Um, there is a certain caste system, certainly in Dubai, when you start living there, not if you come there on holiday, you will never notice it. But if you go to the government buildings, I had my first very, very racist experience and felt hugely uncomfortable. So as Rick said, the caste system goes locals first, then the whites and then everybody else. And they have got their place as well. Indians, Filipinos, I don't remember which ones come first. I think the Indians is first, then Filipinos or the other way around. But there is a caste system within the colored races that are experts in UAE as well. And I went to this government building. What did I have to, to do to get a local driving license? And there were queues of people of all kind of uh, races. And, you know, they, they are very, very bureaucratic, aren't they? Everything has got to have a stamp. Everything has got to have a signature, you know, like in the olden days. Um, we are way past that now. We don't have that system anymore. They want everything stamped and it's just a nightmare to work out which window to go to. So I was in this government building. Where the hell do I queue up? I had no clue. So I've asked the official. He put me, he didn't put me in the queue. He actually took me to a separate window. There was a massive queue uh, of all people of color, but I was taken to a separate window, which was specially for locals and for white residents. And I was so embarrassed. I would have rather queued for two hours in that queue. But I was so embarrassed to be looked at because, of course, everybody knows some friends were there together. Some people knew one another and you can just see them whispering. It was one of the, mo like, the, the most awakening experiences that I had. And that, that's a real story. And I just could not wait to leg it from that building as quickly as I can. I've not felt um, such big racial division ever before. Or, well, since then, I did have incidents, but I was accustomed by it by then. You know, it wasn't such a big shock, but that was a big shock. And that's kind of the experience that I had of uh, a living in UAE. It was very clear division there. But again, as you say, for their standards, maybe they are where they want to be. And maybe there are plans to to, 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 to kind of introduce less segregation there. Who knows? But Manjati, what about you? Did you have any experiences? What was is it like in India when it comes to discrimination and diversity and inclusion and all of that? I mean, in the workplace, I won't say uh, I've experienced any discrimination in a noticeable sense. I mean, I mean, people, people deviate from the, you know, the, the neutral point a little bit here and there and everybody knows it and it's okay because it's not much. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but I have seen, uh, you know, discrimination or privileges based on, let's say, the same caste or belonging to the same background versus the skill sets mm. at some level to, to some extent i won't say much because if let's say somebody overshadows everything with a very superior level of skill set then of course that person is going to come out uh, you know superior uh, in the workplace as well so i have not uh, witnessed like very uh, noticeable forms of discrimination a little bit here and there you know within the within the acceptable uh, boundaries. I mean, it's, it's stuff where, you know, I know that it's this little bit of discrimination, but it's okay because it's at a very small level. And if I come out with flying colors in terms of my skill sets, then I'm going to come out front. Mm -hmm. So I think I have witnessed that, but I, I am aware of uh, discrimination based on, you know, uh, similar background or same religion or same caste. Uh, at, a, at a very superior level. For example, let's say I'm 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 a boss or a manager, and I have somebody in my team who's at skill level forty from my own background, from my uh, my city or something like that, my country. And there's another person who's at skill level eighty who's doing so well. But I choose to go with this person with skill level forty because we belong to the same caste or something like that. So that's a very high level of discrimination, I'm, and I'm aware of those kinds of discrimination going on, not just in my countries, I think across and I, because I keep hearing these stories. Uh, I think that's, that's a problem. That's a problem. I mean, if it's like 40 and 50. Well, <laughs> yeah. And it's so, natural. Uh, people who yeah. run companies do that all the time. When, yeah. when an executive is looking for new executives to, to maybe mentor or bring on board, one of the first yeah. things they ask is, well, what university did you go to? and they want to pick somebody from either their university or a university that's very similar to the one they went to. Maybe what we would yeah. call an Ivy League school. They, they're looking for people who, who they can make some judgments based on what their past experiences are. So based on the fact that you went to that kind of school, you're probably this kind of person, and that's the kind of person we're looking for.
Yeah, now let me let me let, let me put to you um, um, this this kind of scenario uh, because you know I mean if you work for an organization uh, whether it's uh, uh, maybe um, Apple or Siemens or uh, Amazon or whatever those are corporations and and they have to definitely abide by. Uh, the, the the laws of discriminations and they have to be very careful uh, about what they do but let, let me throw this to you this is this is a family-owned business a family-owned business and a family operated business and the whole family is of a particular uh, religious denomination and they are hiring and an applicant uh, from a different, let's say that the family is of a Christian denomination and there is a Muslim who comes uh, and is, is qualified for the, for, 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 the, for the position. However, the family says, uh, interviews the person, but it doesn't give, I mean, the person is definitely qualified, but he doesn't get the job because the family doesn't want to have that person based on, we don't want to have any Muslims working for us. Now, remember, this is a family-owned business, a family-operated business, then um, should, they, should they have a say in who is going to work for them or do they do they have to be subject? I mean, to well, I mean, we have to hire even a person, even if we don't agree or if we do not want it. Do you know what I think? In situations like this, it's very easy to pull the race card because that person, although it was a Muslim person from a different religious uh, religion, um, but they might have dismissed him because they didn't like how he communicates. He or she communicates. And just because, not because that person is Muslim, and I think that again, that's where the lines get blurred. I think there might I have think, been yes. a host of different reasons, and I'll give you an example. And oh my God, probably somebody watching this will not agree with me. I'll probably get attacked by Meghan Markle fan, fans, but I will say it nevertheless. You know, when when the, this whole controversy of the in the UK of uh, her and Prince Harry, you know, leaving the royal family, and the bullying and everything else. You know, it was actually uh, watched actually a program and, and I do follow that particular news topic just because I find it fascinating and a little bit crazy. Um, you know, it was based on the actions that the press and public in the UK turned against the couple. It was based solely on hypocritical actions and it has very clear starting point and everybody was very welcoming to the couple in the very beginning. And we thought, yes, you know, royal family is going to change a bit. They have got slightly different edition and everybody was super excited about it but black communities of course in particular you know i watched the wedding i think it was brilliant but it, there were certain events certain things that they done that was were hypocritical and as a result of that they got very negative coverage and it just went from bad to worse however um the couple started pulling the race card hey it's race because she's mixed race however it's actually nothing to do with the race you know in my opinion uh, because, um, you know, I remember the events that happened. And again, many people will not agree with me saying that. And I think this particular situation applies to what you're talking about, because it's so easy to pull out the religion discrimination card. But there might have been totally different reasons behind them not accepting uh, that particular person of that religion uh, into a job. So you just never know. It really depends on the situation and, and you know, uh, conversation. That's my opinion. But, you guys but, but the other thing is, um, would, would a family-operated business would they have to follow the same rules when it comes to discrimination as uh, larger organizations that they have to do? I mean, what 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 are your views on those? Well, it depends how big um, the family is. I, right? I think <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think uh, so. There are two things here. One thing is right. You know, there is a. Um, cast one, cast two, cast three, cast four, or race one, race two, race three, race four. So if the person is from race one, then he has quality one. If he's from race two, he has quality two. Like it's predefined, fixed, non-negotiable. So he's going to bring that to the table, even if the world comes to an end, there's nothing you can do about it. On top of that, 
there are some more skill sets which we are going to consider uh, for the business. So we assume that if this this person is coming from this category, cast one or race one or whatever, then he's bringing those course skill sets or whatever qualities, no matter what. But if we strip away from that uh, notion, which is basically based on probably your own personal experience, you know, I met a person from race one and he or she was like that. And that's why all the race one people are like that. Or I read in the newspaper or I read a book, right? Instead of looking at it like that, if you consider him as, okay, human being, human being, what are his skill sets? Okay, skill sets one, two, three, four, five. All right, great. So this will be useful. What are his weaknesses? Da, 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 da. Okay, not will not be useful. And how can we, how can he grow in his skill sets? So that he might be able to contribute in this thing in future here. So that is a more neutral and more thorough and a broader standpoint. But I'm I'm not entirely sure if that should be the case because um, I don't know. There are so many blurry lines and so many yeah. you know uh, pros and cons and things like that. So maybe there might be I don't know if like you know maybe if we consider if we go with the bias of this is like that that is like that that is like that this is how it is. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, whatever they bring into the table, because that gives us the security. Oh my God, uh, my kind of people. Okay, he he has this skill set for sure. Okay, let's see what's on top of that, right? So it comes from a little bit you, of fear. Yeah, yeah. How 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 would you how would you detect mm-hmm. uh, if you're working in a in a corporation? Uh, yeah. What are some of the signs that would detect? that there is discrimination going on. Uh, I'm asking you this because um, I read uh, an article and there are a few items that says, I mean, these are some things that, that, that happened that are, uh, that are elements that detect discrimination. But before I give you some of this, uh, what, what do you think some of the visible uh, aspects uh, that you can say, well, I think that this is a place where uh, there is discrimination? Well, I think it's very simple. Okay, I'll just quickly share something, can I? issue. <laughs> <laughs> Rick, do you see what I had to put up with during my last live when it was just me and it was Alejandro uh-huh. Monjote? You can see that now, I can't no you? Comment. <laughs> but, if, you have, if you do have, feel free to interrupt, you know, <laughs> no problem. No, it's all right. You go ahead, Monjote. Uh, you can so see I'm going. I was doing this. I was doing this. I'm here. Yeah, you know, <laughs> no problem. Eh? So maybe when Alejandro takes a cup of sip of coffee, that's your chance. Yes. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> to jump in. I will start right. raising my hand. I will. I will use the facility in Zoom where it goes. I want to speak. <laughs> uh, right. So you know, I'll try to be very quick. Right. Uh, so there are two things I think that comes to my mind. One thing is. Of course, if it's an organization and if there is discrimination in terms of, uh, you know, skill sets, right? We are taking people based on, uh, you know, same background or same university versus the skill sets that is relevant for the organization. Of course, your results are going to reflect that. You don't have the right skill sets to get produce the results for your organization. So, of course, the results will suffer, right? And that is that is number one indication how we measure to make you know, results that we have to see. Uh, second thing is, of course, uh, I think if we can capture personal satisfaction of people in the organization, uh, I don't know if it, it could be an anonymous survey, people, you know, and we give them the freedom to like express everything uh, that they're going through on a personal level, because it could be discrimination at any level within the organization. It could even be, you know, sexual or, you know, caste or abuse, God knows what. So if we if give them a freedom to express what they're going through, um, in a way that's safe also, I think that that will give us a clear indication of what's going on in that workplace. Oh my God, that's toxic. That workplace is toxic, right? Or that's wonderful. You know, everybody's in harmony. Everybody respects each other. You know, and, uh, and that's one matrix. Another one is, I think, the results of the organization. I mean, if the results are suffering, then what the hell is going on? How are they hiring? Okay, they're hiring based on cost 1.3 versus skill sets 1.3. Uh, you know, of course, naturally the results reflect that. So I think these are a couple of things that... Okay, Monjot, you can breathe now. <laughs> Taking a moment to <laughs> just coffee. interrupt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I would say for me, certainly the biggest thing that, that I'm quite passionate about is, is the gender pay gap and discrimination based on sex. 
so I will say my bitch if I uh, hear organization where they only have male employees well that says it all doesn't it you know that's a sign to look out for or if they're all Christian of or if they're all Muslim uh, or if they all play in the same soccer team you know I think that's pretty pretty standard and um, quite you know obvious what about you Rick I will I will in invite you to this conversation uh, my lovely sea partner what are your views <laughs> you want to drag me into this hornet's nest okay <laughs> <laughs> well let me let me uh, maybe yeah. contribute a little something to what Alejandro said a few moments ago and it was very interesting the way you posed the question this family-run business that uh, is going to or has an opportunity to select someone who's not really part of that same mindset mm. and and uh, as you're as we were all talking about that, I'm thinking a couple of things. One is, why should they? I mean, it's my money. It's my company. Why should I have to work with somebody I don't want to? Why should, why should I pay somebody to join my company that I really don't want them there? Now, that's discrimination. Absolutely, it is. So there's, as I'm thinking about that, there, there are such a thing as, as technical qualifications, uh, and, and there's and there's also other qualifications that are maybe less tangible. The technical qualifications you can see, they have the skill, they don't have the skill. The intangible ones obviously are less hard to see. Do, do they share my values? If I bring this person into my company, is that going to raise or lower the harmony level of the company? And although the person might be a better technical candidate, is it a better cultural candidate? And although they bring incredible skill, does it undermine what the company stands for? And I don't know the answer to any of those questions, but it's something that probably ought to be considered, if that makes sense. I think, I think, I think yes. And I think that one, I mean, we, we've talked about discrimination uh, based on race, based on gender, based on uh, disability. I mean, that, that's another uh, that's very, very important uh, thing. That, I mean, that's so true. Uh, yes, based on disability. But the one is, uh, is, is what's called cultural discrimination. And, um, and, you know, when it comes to cultural discrimination, uh, I read it says, religious hate, tribalism, and racism are the most common forms of cultural discrimination. So, so um, are you part of the same tribe, in a sense, as me? If you are, then you're welcome. If you're not, then God help you and just go, go your own way, uh, in sure. a sense. And, 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 and that is part, but um, uh, what, what, um, what Anna was saying. Well, before uh, you go on with that, let me, let me just, let me interrupt. Sure, <laughs> yes. Oh, yes, I, Rick. I, I, I want to challenge, <laughs> I want to challenge the hate word a little bit. Okay. So it might not be hate at all. It might be my comfort zone. I don't hate you. I'm not comfortable with you. That's not the same to me as hate, if that makes yeah. sense. That, yes, that, that, I mean, that, that, that's a great distinction. Yeah. But, um, you know, one, one of the things that this list says about detecting discrimination is obviously lack of diversity. And we already, in, an, in a different session, we talked about uh, diversity and inclusion. And uh, it's, 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 um, it's, there, there has been some research uh, proven that companies, companies that are big and they are very for um, a, 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 an environment uh, of diversity and inclusion, those are the companies that do not have as many problems with this discrimination as companies that do not have diversity among their environment. So lack of diversity um, is, 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 is a factor for discrimination. Um, other, yeah, another area that I thought that it was quite interesting, it was when you come to the interview process is when you are asked very odd 
interview questions. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> what kind of questions? What's and your religion? I get you. <laughs> Are you straight? That's right. Are you gay? Eh? Those kind of questions you mean? Are you straight? Are you gay? What, what religion? You know, that, that, yeah. that, 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 yes, that's exactly, yes, odd questions. Now, the other thing wow. is, uh, per, perhaps when you are in a, in a team meeting or in meetings, is inappropriate jokes. When you have inappropriate jokes. I have uh, got just an example, Alejandro. I worked in a company before. Uh, when I just came to the UK, I was only 19 and I ended up landing a job in the casino as a manager assistant. And my manager used to, in front of all the customers, sing a song, a rhyme of a song. And I don't even know where that song came from, but I used to be so ashamed when he did it in front of customers. You know what he would sing? My name is Anna. I am a showgirl in front of everyone passing by you know oh i was very young and naive at the time but if i had my brains right now the first thing i would have done i would have gone to citizens advice bureau you know but at the time i just put up with with that kind of behavior and this is what you are saying you know inappropriate jokes and comments definitely that's right so he's obviously a gary manilow fan <laughs> To this day, I didn't know where that song comes from. My name is yeah. Anna Copacabana, Barry Manilow. Oh my God. <laughs> there you go. That's my uh, very young years experience. Now, the day. other the the other thing was um, when when you when you see a company that has very high turnover rates, when when they have like a kind of a revolving door people go in i mean they spend some time and then they get out i mean when they have that kind of a turnover is because something may not be uh, working now another uh, is um promotion denials when 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 people are not promoted um even if they have the skills even if they have the desire if they have the determination and so forth but they are not promoted is 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 because they, there may be internal problems now this is one um as as a leadership coach and we are all into leadership now what do you say about demeaning leadership when leadership and when leaders in instead of enhancing others and bringing others up they push them down and they demean people as opposed to elevating them well, that's what, what, what do you say about that that's authoritarian think, leadership here i think alejandro and right, i think that's right. being changed very slowly through coaching and leadership through coaching and 360 yeah. reviews coming into the company where confidentially employees share what is not working when it comes to, to, to maybe high turnover rates, you know, satisfaction at work, um, you know, employee engagement. Uh, in those companies, most of the time, employees are actively disengaged, which means, you know, it's costing huge sums of money for the company to train up new employees because the ones that they have eventually leave. Um, and also the, the rate of the work, jobs slow down. So it's authoritarian leadership. And that's where us as, as uh, corporate and executive coaches come in. We actually help mm. to change the culture from the top because you have to start at the top. You can go and train teams who are dysfunctional. You can, you can coach them and that's great. However, the change has to start at the top and then trickle down. Um, that, that, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, exactly I, right. Yeah, I, yeah, I want to, I want to probably uh, deconstruct a little bit of the psychology behind demeaning leadership or different forms of leadership. So both these kind of leaders, the so demeaning leaders, and also the other kind of leader that you know lifts the, the enhancer, the enhancer, right? The enhancing leader and the demeaning leader. Both these guys are trying to make things better but their interpretation of what will lead to better is different even this guy is demeaning many people he wants good for himself or his community in some sense but Rick. he has a distorted perception of what leads to better men which is demeaning certain people so um i think uh it's, it's more about hey, Mon Mon Jyoti. hey brief, Jyoti, brief, hold brief, on. brief everyone can i just say something Monjoti? just there you said that they both those both guys want what's the best what if it's yeah. girls? <laughs> what if it? <laughs> See? <laughs> what? What? Yeah. I'm sorry. Say that again. Girls. You said girls. 
Yeah, because you because what you said, you said both of these guys, the uplifting one and the one that's demeaning, they all want what's best. Why guys? But uh, I use guys in the context of you know both the genders. <laughs> you know, guys, girls are guys as well. Hey guys, you know, I, I might see to you, save you a bunch of girls. Hey guys, come on over, you know. And well, I say that you to know, boys as well. <laughs> Well, yeah. you know, I mean, just, 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 just getting back to what Anna just said. Listen, yeah. what happens, Anna, when you read a book, and in the book it says um, it talks about men, uh, but 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 that men involves uh, all genders. I mean, rather than because if not, you would have to say all the time, well, um, either men or women. Uh, or either him or her, it, and so you just use the pronoun uh, him or the or, or say men, but you are involving everyone. I mean, it's like when you're talking about humanity, you are you are bringing men and women because humanity cannot be only men or only women. It has to be both. So look, look at I the high eye, Rick. Look at the high eye rescuing another high eye that just got themselves <laughs> in trouble and landed in the hot water. Look at the teamwork yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. I love it. That's really good. Yeah. <laughs> there can be so many different levels of interpretation. I mean, I mean, I can imagine guy to be a boy and a girl both. But Alejandro took it to another level. Like man can be a boy and a girl. Actually, it can be because uh, man is man can be used in the context of I guess you know uh, the, the the I don't know the the superior figure or whoever is on the top and i don't know if, if that can actually be girl and boy both for me guys can be boy and girl but this is difference of interpretation and for anna it's another different interpretation guys are boys there is an english saying there is an english saying you are digging yeah. a hole <laughs> <laughs> you're digging it now and the more you talk about yeah. it the deeper the hole gets yeah, it's, it's just fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can okay. go on in this trajectory for the next couple of hours, right? Exactly. So do you know what? I'm, I'm just looking at the time, lovely people. And we touched on so many different areas for discrimination. And we talked even about child psychology and about when when you can call women men and guys, etc., etc. I mean, we've gone into so many different areas because it is a controversial subject. And sometimes, yes, we do discriminate without knowing it like rick said you know every day we probably discriminate what i will say the most passionate discrimination uh, for me that I, you know i could talk and talk and talk is definitely gender definitely to do with gender and what i highly recommend uh you know is is if not for you maybe for somebody who's watching to read a book called work like a woman and i've got it on my audio so it's called work like a woman and it's by mary Port portas so you can get it as an audio book. You can you can buy it in print, and um, it's a fantastic book about female leadership and how it could be so beneficial for the organizations in terms of creating the culture. Um, so just a final final question: Do you, you, you have you, anything you know, to add before we close off? Yes, I mean yeah. I, I'm just going to say a, a couple of things. Uh, one one thing is. Um, I think I think that we talked about discrimination. Um, we shared different things about discrimination, our ideas, our perspectives. I mean, uh, different types of discriminations and and how we can detect discrimination in the workplace. Okay. Um, now, do you think that it would ever ever be possible? to get rid of discrimination altogether or is this something that it will stay with within humanity um for 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 the rest of time uh i, I yes i want to add uh, onto that right uh, i don't know if it, we can eliminate discrimination completely eradicate from the face of earth but there are certain ways we can improve it. I mean, this is my thought, thought of course. Uh, so let's talk about why we discriminate. Let's say a person who discriminates, for him, discrimination is okay. I mean, if I put this person down, it's okay. If I put this girl, if I sing a song, it's okay. So for in his brain, it's okay to discriminate. Why is that okay? He's had role models who made it okay in his brain because unconsciously we look for evidence in our environment. So we need the opposite role models. We need examples, especially people in superior positions. These could be leaders, presidents, actors, actresses, musicians. 
these people who people look up to, they become evangelists or examples of these people who clearly says, if you operate in this way, which is not discriminating, this is the benefit and that is the right way. And if you do so, so, and so, that is bad, that is horrific. So that the moment the person is about to discriminate, this is like, oh, horror story, because actress Marilyn Monroe said that. <laughs> no, right? So that that uh, this thing has to be there in the head, because one thing is we have this conditioning from our childhood, society, parents, and things like that. Other thing is, whenever we are about to do something, an evil act or whatever, you know, we are looking for role models. What would um, Alejandro do? Right, Alejandro would go ahead with this crime. You know, let me go ahead. It's okay because we look for examples, those access evidence that justifies our way of being. So we don't. We need the opposite examples, the right specific examples. If you treat a girl like this, horrific. If you treat that color like that, horror story. If you embrace humanity, diversity, amazing, beautiful. This is the result, and it's so beautiful. So I think we need to paint more of those pictures. Thank, thank I you. I think that will improve. Thank you. Step by step. On, <laughs> and I just will go to, to at last but not least, I will go to Rick. Rick, would you like to add anything before we close off when it comes to the subject of discrimination? Did we miss anything? No. <laughs> There's nothing I could possibly add to what we've already talked about. Thank you for listening to Have the Edge podcast. Please leave us a rating and a review. Visit our website at www.havetheedge.org to explore our business and entrepreneurial services. If you have any queries, please email info at havetheedge.org. And to keep up to date, please follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn and Instagram. <laughs>